0: on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina. and for those of you who are just tuning in, yes, the show is now on YouTube, in addition to appearing wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, odyssey wherever you get your podcasts so we are branching out now to youtube which will allow me to do hopefully some cool things with graphics and photos and you know whatever else i'm allowed to do i will certainly work to get them on here for you so happy to have you with us it is a twitter tuesday today on the lock giants podcast and we have about six questions or so from listeners i'm happy to get to those today And just real quick before I start the questions and answers, just a quick look at the schedule for the rest of the week here on the Lockdown Giants podcast. We will have a preview tomorrow of the evening practice. It is a scrimmage game. It is the annual Fan Fest uh, at MetLife Stadium. The Giants will be holding a scrimmage. Then on Thursday, we will have a wrap-up of that scrimmage. So I'll have some thoughts for you available on that game as well as any updated news notes and whatnot. Then on Friday, we are going to preview the New York Jets and New York Giants. They open up the preseason this Saturday at MetLife Stadium. The Giants are the home team. The Jets are coming in and it'll be a good look at both teams. Finally, we're going to see players of different teams knocking heads against each other in preseason action. So we will have that. And then I'll probably do a special bonus show for you, a quick show over the weekend with just some thoughts, who raised their stock, who didn't, and anything else to come out of those games. So that's a look at what we have coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast, which again, you can find now on YouTube and where you can also find on Odyssey, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, we're going to jump right in now to Twitter Tuesday. So let's get into it. All right, first question comes from Daniel L. And he asks, what offensive lineman currently available might interest the New York Giants? All right, Daniel, great question. Thank you for writing in. Uh, Right now, I don't know that there's really anybody out there that the Giants might be interested in. Um, I know Austin Ryder, as of this recording, is not yet signed. Um, I don't know if he's going to be signed by the time this video actually hits the airwaves. But Austin Ryder, I know the Giants had some interest in him. I don't know. The money just wasn't you know, there as far as what he was looking for and what the Giants thought he was worth. But um, other than that. Right now, I'll be honest with you, there's not a whole lot of names out there. And I did take a look over at uh, SpotRack. They have all the free agents that are still unsigned. And I took a look at it. And quite honestly, there really wasn't anybody that just jumped out at me and said, oh, yeah, the Giants should put a, you know, a call into this guy. So my guess is, yes, the Giants will add to the offensive line. They've lost two guys, Joe Looney and Zach Fulton, both of whom retired. But remember, starting next week, uh, or actually, I should say, starting later this week, um, NFL teams are going to start trimming down rosters. So after the first preseason game, teams have to go from 90 to 85. Then after the second preseason game, I believe it's um, 85 down to 80. And then the final cut, of course, is going to be down to 53 after the third preseason game. So there's going to be guys that hit the waiver wire. And my guess is the Giants are going to keep a very close eye on that because right now their depth situation is kind of shaky. You know, the way the Giants had set up their offensive line is they initially wanted to have uh, the young guys start uh, across the line and just have like a veteran backup group there to provide, you know, to step in in case something happened. And that veteran group has kind of taken a little bit of a hit with the retirements of Joe Looney. And of Zach Fulton. So I expect the Giants to be very active on the waiver wire, um, especially during that count, that uh cut down from uh 80 to 53. So we'll see who comes available. Hold on to that question though. Ask me again um, as more guys start to hit the wire, and maybe we can revisit that topic on a on an upcoming uh Twitter Tuesday. All right, up next. We have a question from Glenn H who asks, should the Giants trade for Aaron Rodgers after the season if Daniel Jones doesn't take that step forward? Glenn, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to say no. I know Aaron Rodgers is a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. I don't think the Giants are going to be in a position though, financially, to afford him. Um, As I understand it, Aaron Rodgers, I think, can become a free agent, I believe, after this year. He's going to probably want to go to a team that is on the verge of competing for a title. And the Giants, remember, they have a lot of low-number salary cap hits this year that are going to really jump up next year. So they're going to be really pressed for space. I don't see them uh, trading for Aaron Rodgers. I don't see them making a pitch for Aaron Rodgers. You have to remember, the Giants acquired an extra first-round pick from the Chicago Bears Back in this past uh, April's draft. They're going to use that pick as well as their own if they need to, to trade up to get a quarterback if they need to. That's the key word there, if. And right now we don't know if that's going to be the case. You know, let's see how Daniel Jones gets through the season. I know right now, um, the first couple of weeks, Daniel has looked more uh, below average than above average. Um, he did have a couple good practices here and there, but really, for the most part, forgettable practices. But it's still early. So let's not press the panic button just yet on Daniel Jones. I think he's going to bounce back. Um, hopefully the offense is going to be a lot better, a lot more creative. And um, we don't see the problems that we had last year with that offense coming into the new season. So thank you for the question, Glenn. Appreciate it as always. Hey, Giant fans, plenty of content still coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. But did you know that 85% of the people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. That is, unless you're Dealing with Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. Stat Hero is D. FS, the way it was meant to be one-on-one. So play hero now and change the odds. Go to Stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to Stathero.com slash locked on. That's Stathero.com slash locked on. All right. Up next, We hear from Tommy C. who wants to know, is it time to panic yet about the offensive line? Tommy, I see where you're going with this. And um, for those who haven't been following uh, the the daily camp reports, the Giants offensive line was, um, shall we say, shaky the first couple of weeks. They, They did have a couple of good practices here and there, but for the most part, on the whole, shaky specifically with regards to mis- mental mistakes like, you know, false starts, which should not be happening. If you know the the uh, snap count, you should not be jumping off, si- uh, having a false start, excuse me. Um, there's also been other mistakes that have been made that have just driven head coach Joe Judge crazy to the point where he has sent guys on penalty laps for these mental mistakes. Now, I mentioned before the depth took a hit. So I do think, that the Giants are going to be on the lookout for more talent. They're going to have to add a couple of guys. Because right now, if you were to ask me who I thought the nine guys would be on this offensive line, I couldn't tell you. Um, as far as panicking, we're only a little over two weeks into training camp. So I'm not panicking yet because a lot can change in the next three weeks or so. If this continues into week three of the preseason, then I might get a little bit nervous. If there are more injuries, then I might panic, yes. But right now, I think the antennas are up, but to panic, I I think it's a little premature as of this mention. So we'll see how it goes over the next uh, several days. Hopefully the offensive line will come together and click. And we won't be talking about this in this slide anymore. We'll be talking about how good the offensive line has been, right? Yours crossed. Okay. Um, all right. Next question comes from Debbie D. And uh, she writes, not a football question, but was wondering how your dog was doing. I'm praying for her and for you. Oh, thank you. For those of you who don't know, and real quick, I won't bog the podcast down with this, but um, my 17 and a half year old dog, Molly, is uh, deteriorating old age really you know she's had some health issues and related to old age and um, it's been hard anybody who's ever loved a dog and cared for a dog or a cat or any kind of domesticated animal I think you know what I'm talking about so it's been hard Um, she's hanging in there as best as she can but I fear the end is coming soon for her sooner than I'd like it to be and um, you know All I can say is it's been an absolute honor and privilege to care and love for that dog because you could not ask for a better dog. So Debbie, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Giant fans, we have plenty more coming up on this edition of the Lockdown Giants podcast. But first, Bilt Bar is a healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors plus the occasional limited-time offering available in nut and nut-free varieties. Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order. Don't go away just yet, Giant fans. Plenty more coming up on today's Locked on Giants episode. But first, get all the latest news, odds, info, and sign-up bonuses for all your sporting needs by heading over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code LOCKEDON, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, folks, let's get back to the football questions. And Martin J. writes, is there any position group on the Giants besides the offensive line that people really feel good about, but which has you worried? Hmm. Great question. Besides the offensive line, I guess people would say quarterback, but you know what? I'm going to give you another position group that I have a slight worry about. And this might surprise you. Might not. I don't know, but I'm going to say the uh, the uh, wide receiver group worries me just a little bit. Now, hear me out because you're probably saying, "Come on, they have all these receivers. They have an abundance of different talents. You know, different guys who can do different things. Why would you be worried?" I'm concerned about the injury and availability factor. All right. So we know Kenny Galladay dealing with a hamstring injury. All right. This coming off of a season-ending hip injury. Sterling Shepard, we know about his injury history. He's missed, I think, ten games in the last two seasons. Darius Slayton was banged up last year. Okay, doesn't have an injury history yet, so we won't say that. But um, something to keep an eye on. Kadarius Tony is coming off of COVID. All right, so how's that going to affect them? I know the Giants are ramping him up slowly, and he's been doing a little bit more here and there, but we don't know what kind of after effects he's dealing with. And then John Ross, if he makes the roster, you know, this is another guy who's had injury histories. So I guess my biggest concern is with the fact that these receivers, as talented and as diverse as they are, that the injury factor is something that is looming in the back of my mind. Now, I can't say for sure that the Giants share the same feeling. They do have an abundance of receivers uh, that I think are going to land on the practice squad. You know, if there's no room for them, David Sills might make it onto the practice squad. Alex Bachman might make it to the practice squad. Um, I don't know if Dante Pettis is going to make it. Dante Pettis has been sidelined, but he recently returned, if if I remember correctly, but they have some other guys that I think they're going to stash on the practice squad, and um, hopefully they won't need to call guys up. Hopefully the uh, guys that they have that will fill out the five or six spots on the fifty-three man roster will be good to go. We don't know, but hopefully they will be, and um, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, but that would be my my number one worry outside of the offensive line and probably right behind quarterback. I think quarterback will be fine, but receiver is what I'm really concerned about. So, all right. Thank you for that question, Mark. Let's go on to our next one from Michael P. And he asks, if the Giants get off to a slow start, do you think the honeymoon will be over for Joe Judge and that the players might turn against him and his hard ways? Michael, thank you for the question. Let me just clarify something about uh, your question about the hard ways. Yes, Joe Judge is a very demanding head coach. He believes in practicing hard, physical, um, just basically practicing the way the game is meant to be played, which quite honestly is nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you go back and you look at some prior coaching staffs and how they've run country clubs for practices, um, and then they get to the games and you see guys who are, winded in the fourth quarter or, or, you know, just, you know, they suffer a tiny little injury and they can't go. I think you would appreciate what Joe judge is doing a little bit more than to say, you know, that he has hard ways. Now that said, um if they get off to a slow start, it all depends on why they get off to a slow start. So for example, let's say, God forbid, knock on wood, uh that, uh, The Giants have a a rash of injuries or even worse, you know, COVID uh, strikes them and they lose key players. Now, all of a sudden, you have a drop off in the depth. You know, let's say you get one position group that's totally wiped out for whatever reason, injury, COVID or combination. and The Giants end up suffering because of that. Is that Joe Judge's fault? No, because... Nobody can forecast injuries. Nobody can predict if COVID is going to strike. So I think you have to look at or qualify the reason why they're getting off to a slow start. Now, if everything is perfect, you know, the guys are all healthy, they're out there, um, they're going out there, but they're just getting flat out coached or beaten out there, then you got to look at why. Is it because of the scheme? Is it because something else is going on, that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, maybe Joe's got to change something. So for example, let's say the offense finishes 31st again in scoring, which hopefully it won't. Then I think Joe Judge has to say to himself, okay, you know what? We finished 31st again. We're not going anywhere with the system. We got to really rethink how we're doing things here. And then maybe you see a coaching change. Maybe Jason Garrett gets replaced and Freddie Kitchens gets promoted or maybe Joe makes a different, you know, a, a different type of change, you don't know. But as far as the honeymoon goes, I think what you're forgetting here, Michael, is that Joe Judge treats the players like men. All right? So he's not this isn't a dictatorship. It's not like he's sitting in his corner office on the second floor of the Quest Diagnostics training center and saying okay, today I think I want the guys to run uh, five minutes of, of wind sprints. And then that gets passed down through an assistant coach or a staff member, or even through the team leadership council members. That's not how Joe Judge operates. The way he operates is he tells the guys what he's looking to accomplish and how he's looking to accomplish it. And he solicits feedback, of course, you know because sometimes you know he admits he doesn't know everything. And sometimes that feedback comes back and guys will give him an idea or, or steer him in a different direction that maybe makes a little bit more sense, right? So, you know, there is a give and take with Joe Judge. And I think so long as he does that, so long as he's not, you know, adapting that my way or the highway attitude um, that some guys get turned off by, you know, at least in the right spots. By that, I mean, obviously, my way or the highway team first, that and, and that I think a lot of players can buy into that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that the players will turn on Joe Judge. I'd be very, very surprised if that happened. So, um, I, I don't think you have to worry about that. But thanks for the question. It was an interesting question. Appreciate it. All right, Giant fans, that is going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Giants podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. Again, don't forget, tomorrow we will have a preview of the a Giants scrimmage game that will be played before the fan fest. It'll be so nice to have fans back in the stadium again. I think only 50,000 fans have been admitted into that event, and I believe it's also going to be televised, if I'm not mistaken, either on uh, Giants.com or I'm not sure if one of the local networks are picking it up, but um, I think you'll be able to see highlights and and whatnot from that event. So it should be fun. And uh, don't forget, if you want to participate in Twitter Tuesdays, you can do so by writing to LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. That email address is also in the show description. So for those of you listening to me on Apple or Google Play or Odyssey or you know just the audio part of this podcast, you'll find that in the show notes. And of course, there's the information right there for you in the show description as well as on the screen. So, All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, Like and subscribe to this channel if you're watching on YouTube. Feedback is welcome and I hope you'll tune in again soon.